Hello and welcome to Tracks, Brighton's premier music podcast. I'm Harry. And I'm Tim. And this is episode 36. 36. And this is all a bit strange. Yeah. Tim asked me to do it and I did it. Thank you. Me? <laughs> yeah, thank you. My voice needs a little bit of a rest ahead of a big episode that we've got coming up, so I thought, let Harry take the reins. I mean, I've done my bit now, so I'm just going to sit back. <laughs> All right, that's the whole of the intro for this week. See you on the flip side. <laughs> Shall we begin? Let's begin now. Right, we're back, we're in, I'm taking charge again. My voice has been well saved from that intro. Thank you very much, Harry, for your uh, expert skills there. Expert, maybe. At least pro. I'll go with pro. Yeah. I'll expert, take... I couldn't sleep at night if you kept saying that. Okay, just pro. Okay. Just pro. <laughs> Semi-pro, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> it's no money being made, so... <laughs> um, I'm going to ask you your musical highlights of the week in a second, but first, we've got a little thing to address, listeners. You might have already heard it. Uh... We are under the weather, us. Yeah. We are both a little bit ill. How are you feeling? Better. Uh, I felt my worst a couple of days after the interview with Mind of a Line. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe if you go back and listen, a few sniffles in there from those guys. Yeah. So I wonder where this is going from. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, that is a good point. Um, How are you? I'm okay now. I've still got a bit of a cough, which may also rear its head at some point during this episode, but um, I'm a little bit sniffly, a bit coffee, a bit of coffee. Um, <laughs> I wish I had a bit of coffee. Uh, but generally speaking, I am better. Good. Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, I was literally knocked out. I just couldn't. Yeah, because you disappeared. Yeah. The podcast came out. I You basically, the day before, said... I've written all the stuff, just put the podcast in there, and then that's the last I heard from you. Nothing came up on Twitter, so I was like, after about 24 hours, I was like, that's not going to happen, I'm going to have to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you just disappeared from the world. I just slept. I slept for like two days straight. You know when when you're ill, but like you can just sleep for incredible lengths of time yeah. without, without even needing to have a drink of water. I was just... Uh, I hibernated for two days, basically. It was good. Um, yeah. But I have returned. Good. I am alive once again. Uh, yeah, with a bit of a croaky voice, I think, maybe. The ladies love it. Yeah, I love it as well. I, I, I often say to you, whenever I've got a slightly gravelly <laughs> voice on the podcast, I say, oh, I sound good this week. Hey, I'm <laughs> That's the dream. Um... So yeah, that's the first thing to address. Second thing to address is that another weather-related issue. It's raining here in Brighton. Um, Very and, badly. Yeah, it's chucking it down. And in our studio, you can hear a bit of it. So if you hear some bitter badder of rain, mm. uh, just know that that is rain. And <laughs> enjoy it as a bit of ambience. Yeah, because if, if you're like me... You love a bit of your yeah. because rain sounds. Oh my word! I could do yeah. an hour on rain sounds. Really? Yeah. Is that what How? this week's episode is? <laughs> yeah. So, 
I can't, I can't, that was a. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think you was said a garden hose. Was a sprinkler system. That's not rain. But anyway, um, and that wasn't a, that wasn't an hour on rain sounds. Anyway, that was an hour <laughs> of rain sounds. You're about to. <laughs> I would love to see how far people could get through that. Uh, okay, I'm going to try it. It'd still be better than the life of Michael. In the galaxy, we love you. So that's housekeeping done. Harry, have you got a musical highlight of the week? It's been a while since we've done one of these. It has, but actually, I say it has. It's been, there's been so many. Just um, things that I've um, picked up on the radio. I've done this new thing. I think I talked about it recently, but I remember you told me that you wake up with six music once. So I had this alarm clock that's a radio and I've set it now to six music and Who's the guy that wakes you up in the morning? Uh, is it Mark Wiley? <laughs> Who's your personal guy that wakes you up in the morning? <laughs> That'd be Jeeves. So yeah, him, that guy, not Jeeves, the other one. Hang on, Sean Keaveney, isn't it? Sean Keaveney. So he's been waking me up with some brilliant picks in the last couple of weeks. But recently, we've had two uh, singles released from Childish Gambino. Who, as uh, regular listeners will know, you are a big fan of virtually everything the man does. I think, yeah. The guy is a little bit of a genius. Um, and these two songs, I was not expecting this. And I I knew his album was coming out this this year, 2nd of December, right? I wasn't expecting to anticipate this much, as much as I am. Like, I think it was just going to come out and I was going to listen to it. You know, just a standard thing. But from listening to these two tracks... I'm like more excited about this than any anything this year, almost. You've said that quite a lot of times by this stage. Are you, is this really like peaking? I am really, really into this. More than Frank Ocean, like more excitement. Oh no, 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 no! Not more, more excitement. Just, just. I really want to hear what this is all about because I've I've looked forward to this album. But I, I had no idea that I was going to really, really want to hear it this much. Yep. And so he's released um, Me and Your Mama. June. And Redbone. June. And they're both just... I've heard, I heard Me and Your Mama first. And 
it almost um, it's a six like a six minute long song I think, and it's like it's in like um, three thirds, so you get the beginning which is this kind of choral, this kind of choir esque thing which kind of, uh, 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 yep. uh, it's quite repetitive for about <clears throat> about a minute and a half, and then this big like rock ballad comes in. And it's this like psychedelic think of like Toro Moir, but a kind of heavy version of him. And then his vocal is just clean and soulful, and and then the way the song ends, it's like the the third third of the song is like this um, synthy kind of late. I think think of like late of the pier. Mm-hmm. Um, it does kind of things like that, and and then I heard Redbone, and it was this. I was this, I was washing up, and I put it on, and I instantly started dancing. It has this kind of um, this ongoing melodic line that goes through. It's kind of like the bass line, and it's just so like eighties vibe slash Grange Hill theme tune. Like it's just this absolute brain like. It really gets you up and dancing. And he's got this amazing um, vocal in it, which is like, um, he's quite, um, he's upper register. But <clears throat> I heard that, um, well, somebody was saying that he's in the upper register, he's singing falsetto or whatever. Nobody can tell me that there's no, like, voice manipulation with this. It's it's I didn't even know it was him. I thought it was a woman's voice. Yeah. So that he's done some stuff with his voice and that. And this again also has different stages within the song, um, and these two are just just blew me away. And um, I heard or read an interview recently uh, that he did where he was saying that his influences for this kind of album were Parliament, George Clinton, and like funkadelic, like stuff that his dad would listen to. And it's so obvious when you listen to these. It seems like he's moving away from rap in a way yeah this is these are only two songs from the I think 11 song album due on the second but um if it, if these two are anything to go by this is gonna be up there with one of my favourites of the year the only problem is that when an album comes out really late on it's really fresh in your memory yeah so when we do come to picking favourite albums and things I'm gonna have to go back and listen to everything I can because this really is going to stick out, especially recently. Indeed. We also had a song from the XX recently that I was going to have as my highlight. So There's been loads of stuff happening. I mean, too much. We're chocker with options for this. I just recently, I was thinking, oh no, it's all it's all done this year. Everyone's going to yeah. be they're bringing things out in January and February. Um, the song I'm going to play, although I really, I really advise people to go and listen to Redbone because it's just such a catchy tune and it's just so fun yeah it really just makes you want to dance in weird ways I'm gonna pick me and your mama just because it's so like like gravelly and sexy and just raunchy it's just raunchy. fucking brilliant I love it so um Childish Gambino me and your mama
So I don't really know how to explain this that well. But you, you'll hear this basic theme within that song, that do, 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 that kind of thing. And he messes around with the timing so interestingly that it catches, it like captures your attention the whole way through. And it will be like, so instead of and then it will cut to a bit of and the speed will like change throughout the whole thing. And it's almost you don't really pick up on it until you really listen into the track. But I find that just amazing that the, the timing kind of changes throughout the whole song. Even when like when I say it's in like three parts, when you get to the end, it kind of does the same thing, but almost like a different song. Because it's a six minute song, so you get at least two minutes that's different to the rest of it. Yeah. And I just find it all really, really fantastically amazingly superb lovely i mean that is a lot of superlatives yeah uh i'd agree i think um as you alluded to when i saw there was a new childish gambino track when i've heard that for the first time it wasn't what i was expecting it's just it feels like something totally different like from another artist really um I think he needs different because I, I feel like he's he's up there with some of the best people at the moment and he never gets um he never really gets recognition. Like I think maybe he's not taken sh- massively seriously because he's he's got his fingers in all the pies, not just yeah. some or many. He's got them in all of them. And maybe people don't see him predominantly as a musician because he's up there with chance and huge writers and like young musicians of this like generation yeah but he doesn't really get put in the same bracket sometimes yeah he's a uh, victim of his own versatility yeah very true I think so because I mean to to kind of build your profile and to become like a huge megastar it takes a lot of kind of the other stuff not just putting out great tracks but it takes all that kind of working the machine to be seen as kind of a you know a leading light and I think because he's constantly doing different things and he kind of shies away from publicity a little bit as well it's kind of yeah especially recently yeah I think that doesn't kind of uh, necessarily help him be elevated like you say to the level that he probably deserves to be at but then having said that uh, I hear more people or see more people uh, sort of in our peer group and like around in England getting excited for Childish Gambino stuff than I do for Chance probably. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe because recently with his TV show and he's got he has his comedy thing on Netflix and yeah, and Community was quite big over here. I think maybe these things add up. Yeah. But yeah, good choice. Thank you. Big track. So are you are you well enough to go into yours? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, I'm gonna kind of. Keep it brief, because I'm hoping that you're going to, in the edit, put in pretty much the whole clip that I'm going to talk about. Uh, So my musical highlight of the week was a little uh, excerpt of an upcoming David Bowie documentary, which was released, and I just thought was uh, really sort of beautiful in its own right. Also got me kind of super excited for this to come out, so... um, the documentary is about his final days. It's called The Last Five Years, uh, directed by Francis Waitley. It's follow-up to uh, David Bowie, Five Years, which I don't know. Did you ever see Five Years? No, I think that was on... 
It was on BBC. I think it went to Netflix for a little bit. Yeah. I haven't seen it, no. Really great. Like, you know, just a, an insight into one of the greatest artists ever. So, I mean, it's obviously going to be fascinating, but really beautifully made, uh, well-crafted. So, someone who is at the top of his game making these kind of documentaries, looking at someone who was at the top of his game until the very end making his music. So they've released this like a two-minute clip which basically contains uh, isolated vocal recordings from um, from when Bowie was doing, recording the track Lazarus uh, for Black Star. Yeah. And you see uh, Tony Visconti talking about having him there in the studio and how kind of... Um, filled with passion and emotion he was and you hear his voice without the backing track and it just feels a lot more uh, tender than the finished product does um, and very human and very vulnerable and you kind of really feel obviously we know now that he was making this album about his impe- impending death and uh, talking about that and how it felt to be there and you really really hear it in his voice in this little clip um so I think the best way to kind of get across is just to play this clip to you because uh, it's the audio that really matters so you're not going to miss too much by not watching it um, but I think if this is anything to go by then the documentary is going to be incredible it airs in uh, January on BBC to mark okay? not completely sure yet I'm not sure they've released it but okay. it's going to mark a year after his death so, so January the 14th I believe yeah, I would assume it'll be on, 12th, on the day or, you know, the, probably a Sunday night as close yeah. to the anniversary as possible. But it's going to be an unmissable thing, I think. So, yeah, let's just have a little listen to David in his kind of final days being as brilliant as he always was. Yeah. Look up here, I'm in heaven. I've got scars that can't be seen. He would stand in front of the mic, and for the four or five minutes he was singing, he would pour his heart out. And I could see him through the window that he was really feeling it. Look up here, man, I'm in danger. I've got nothing left to lose. I'm so high it makes my brain whirl Drop my cell phone down below The audio picked up his breathing. It wasn't that he was out of breath. He was like hyperventilating in a way, like tr- getting getting his, his energy up to, to sing this. A man on top of his game. It's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. And the saddest lyrics to hear hear them now. Yeah, so I think you'll have heard there everything that I kind of alluded to. It doesn't really need much uh, explanation about what's so great about that. 
partly because Jane Visconti does it for me. But. <laughs> well, when you showed me that, I hadn't heard it yet. And um, there wasn't really... I don't think I really said much after it. It was just... You, you watch it. You appreciate it. You kind of almost don't believe that he's dead. No. <laughs> because you just... Because his music's always lived on and forever will live on. Yeah, I don't know, things just don't add up. I mean, I know he is. But... <laughs> Are you starting a conspiracy theory right here, Harry? No. I'm just saying, there was some new music out the other week. I'm fairly sure he's alive, actually. Apparently he's been seen in Barbados. <laughs> he's um... playing tennis with Elvis. Um, no, I just, I just think it's so... I don't think haunting's the word. I know what you mean. Because it sounds almost negative. But, um... It's very affecting. Yeah. In a certain way. Um... It's just... I mean, it doesn't... The reverb doesn't help, but, um... In fact, has it got reverb on it? No, it's it hasn't, com- has there's it? nothing. It's just completely stripped out. It's... And do you know what the, the best part is? Is that... When you hear him sing and then you hear the silences where you can still hear him kind of making these noises and that because he's so into it. Yeah. And that stuff is actually in the records, but you don't hear it because of what's produced. uh, Yeah. yeah, It just feels very human. It's like, um, I think that's one of the things that I found uh, quite fascinating the first time I watched that little clip is Mm. that I think... um, it sounds stupid, but you forget these people are just people. Like, there's a human man stood mm. there in a box singing, and then you hear just that completely stripped out version where it is just him and he's <sighs> between the lines, and it's like you can hear all the emotion he's putting into it, but also you can just hear that he's a not very well man. Yeah. Trying to put everything into his creative work, and that feels like very. Uh, very real like yeah it kind of um, brings him back down to your level off this huge pedestal that we have him on so yeah I thought it was great Um, January 2017 keep an eye out the film as I say is going to be called The Last Five Years it will be on the BBC and it's going to be amazing yeah nice one Good highlights this week. Yeah. A little bit of music. An episode. <laughs> okay, so this week we have been a bit ill, as we've told you. Uh, and the weather has got colder and wetter and more and more horrible. Increasingly, by the day, I feel like in Brighton, it's just getting worse and worse. Well, it got colder, then it got wetter but less cold, and now it's all mixing together to become unbearable. That was uh, the weather <laughs> from Harry there. <laughs> My point is, uh, we're getting to a time of year where you just kind of want to be indoors. I mean... Oh, even, yeah. even though we as a species do not hibernate, I still feel like there are some hibernating instincts in us that it's just like... There are, and it's it being the holiday season and all as well. Yeah. And, like, 
I don't know if it all worked out that well or if I it obviously didn't. The whole feeling of winter coming and wanting to be inside with a fire and some fairy lights. <laughs> <laughs> just some lovely fairy lights and some candles and just some shit telly. Like Yeah. That's just winter really, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So while you're inside with your fairy lights, with your candles, with your fire. <laughs> so much light. <laughs> yeah. uh, basically, we're talking about relaxing, generally. Like, Chilling out. Just having a chill, mate, for God's sake. Chill session. We have spent a whole year rushing around, and now it's cold, and we just want to chill out. We get um, three months off of everything. Yeah. Just sit in our huts. God, imagine if we did it. It'd be great. Yeah. Although, if you... Here's a question. If you could have a month, I'm not, I'm not going to say three months, yeah. if you could have one month of the year that you have just fully off. But you have to work seven days a week every rest no, of the No, just, you have to just do the, your normal thing the rest of the time. Right. If you could have one month, would you take a cold month so you can like stay inside or would you take like a hot month so you can like barbecue and That's stuff? That's a really, really good question. The thing is, We've had both because summer holidays were always you had yeah. what six weeks of hot and like decent weather, and then you'd have what around six weeks as well in December. No, no. oh what a uni? No, like school and no, school, school college. You get like two. Really? Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Schools break up like a few days before. But Christmas. it's four weeks minute min- like. No way. Do you get four weeks off at Christmas when you're at school? Absolutely. Well, no. Uni was like four weeks. Wasn't yeah, it? uni was ages. Because okay. you wouldn't be back to like the end of January. <laughs> oh, I I didn't realise that. No, at school you used to be back at like the fourth of January or something. You got like two and a half weeks. It's like a it's just like a normal school holiday. Oh, that's shit. Yeah. Well anyway, we you usually have time off. Um I've forgotten the question. Would you take a hot month? Right. Which month would you take off, basically? I feel like taking a hot would be the best choice. Yeah. Although I do love a nice wintry month. Yeah. But, it, yeah, it makes more sense to have the hot one. Yeah. To do so. more. I think so. Unless you've got... Unless you've got a nice uh, girlfriend to cuddle up to. Then maybe I'll take a cold month. No? Isn't that nice? No, I think that's nice. You make little hot chocolates together. Have <laughs> I was going to say mushrooms. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Harry get off his face on magic mushrooms with his girlfriend in the no, winter. I meant um, what they call things you put in hot chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you go eat some hot chocolate with mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Harry. So yeah, yeah, I would take a hot month too. Okay, for the record, I have one hot month. <laughs> Incidentally, what I asked my girlfriend for. <laughs> One hot month. <laughs> and then 11 cold ones. <laughs> anyway. Um, so we're having a chill one. Yeah, that's basically what we're saying. Uh, this week, as I said, I've been ill, you've been ill, we've been chilling, we've been listening to music probably a bit while we've been chilling out. Play some chilled music, Harry. Stop making me, like, explain this any further. I think we all get the point. So we're picking three tracks each. 
that we would play when we're just having a chill. Alright? Now this for me is my strong point. I think you found this a little bit more difficult than me. I did. I found it... uh, In the end I've come up with three picks that I'm very happy with. But I I think partly because I'm not at quite 100%, my mind was just completely blank. But I did, even like scrolling through like my saved artists on Spotify, and like I've got a hard drive of downloaded music, like going through there, not much chilled out music. Like, mm-hmm. I, and then I realised, like. Well, it depends what you define as chilled, chilled out kind well, of music. Is well, it something that you would listen to on a certain occasion, or is it music that kind of ticks all the boxes for Well, it? that's what I mean, and like, I think the kind of. Uh, what people expect is like a chill out uh, soundtrack like when I'm to be honest 90% of the time I think if I'm just like hanging around at home not really doing much and I don't really want to pay any attention like my background music I'll just put the specials on I'll just listen to the specials it's not really chill out music but for me that is just like puts me in a zen space well I usually either listen to rain sounds (laughs) <laughs> or, or like a good audiobook or podcast. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. I'll listen to someone talk. But um, but I think the reason why I'm, I've seen like I have so much to choose from with this is because I spent the majority of university chilling. Yeah. Um, majority of your life, to be fair, Henry. Yeah, I do all right. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a lot of... I have whole albums and playlists dedicated to it. But also you are more of an acoustic music Yes, and, and I'm, like, I I would say more just I can enjoy a good long instrumental. Yeah, so like so than you. I do I do think that stuff is more just in your. Uh, mm. I mean, I think of the two of the three I'm picking are instrumental based, um, and I had another ten that I had to not choose just because I can't choose that many that were pretty much all instrumentals. Yeah. Um. So yeah, there's something that I find a bit more soothing. The fact that I don't have to listen to or try and understand something. I can just kind of let something wash over me a little bit. Yeah. Nice. So shall I pick my first? Pick your first. Okie doke. Um, So I'm going with one of my favourite chill-out albums ever. And I'm going for Shlomo with Places. And this is on the Late Night Tales um, compilation album from Bonobo. Now, so sorry, just for my uh, clarity and maybe for some of the listeners, this is from a Bonobo compilation album, but it's not Bonobo. No. So <laughs> okay. So although he is in, so over the course of what feels like quite a long time now, this thing called Late Night Tales started where they will talk to many different bands and they will kind of come up with a compilation of their favourite tracks and then it comes out as an album that you can buy. Okay. And so as an example, at the end of the Late Night Tales, they kind of, I think four albums come out every year maybe and there'll be like a special thing at the end. So at the end of this one with Bonobo, you get... Part three of Flat of Angles, which is a story read by Benedict Cumberbatch, 
who has probably the best voice to tell audio stories. It's simply sensational. Um, but you get people from the Cinematic Orchestra to uh, Groove Armada, Metronomy, MGMT, uh, Franz Ferdinand, Dip One, Bell and Sebastian, Friendly Fires, Fortet, Django Django. So many people have done these kind of things and it's really interesting to kind of look into what they like. Arts and Monkeys yeah. did one as well. It was really good. Um, but this album is chock-a-block with good tunes to kind of chill with. I, I think they were, it was it was often a driving soundtrack, a driving album. Really? When we used to take drives places and go, go places, we used to... Interesting. Because again, um, like for me, driving music is the opposite of chill out music that's yeah. like I need to like be like banging on the steering wheel and well, screaming at the top of my voice my, preferably rapping my driver at the time <laughs> she was quite a chilled kind of girl and she kind of preferred this kind of music yeah I often would put the music on and that and I'll just like you know when you sense the room yeah you don't want to put some loud shit on when everyone else is chilled we'd usually put this kind of stuff on um, so I'm gonna just put this one on for you see what you think please do so it's a uh, Shlomo which is S-H-L-O-H-M-O and the song is Places <laughs> Is that something that you would listen to? I mean, I think by the fact that I found this uh, subject quite difficult to pick songs for, is kind of proof that no, I wouldn't really listen to that. But that's not to say I don't like it. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that. I thought the the little uh, rhythmic, the rhythm section was really cool in it. Like, I liked it. It was a, it was a good bit of music but you wouldn't uh, put it on no it's, it's the strange thing that I I struggle to I think there's a lot of stuff like that for me as well there's I just, a lot of stuff I can yeah. enjoy that I wouldn't put on myself I just kind of struggle to see the scenario that's occurring in my life when I stick something like that on just sitting in a chair <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> just next time you sit in a chair <laughs> so all the time. Well, we used to spend a lot of t- lot of evenings in like just late late at night putting on music and yeah, just chilling in the lounge, and having a schmook and putting Ooh. on <laughs> and putting on a bit of music like that. I think yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's why I I can see it. And if I was in that room and that was on, I would think, yeah, I like this. I'm really enjoying the atmosphere. Like, yeah, I can completely see it but probably partly as well because I'm a lyrics guy 
we've said it many, many times. Like, could you not hear the lyrics in that? It was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, there, uh, there's not as much to latch onto, and like, it. But that this is not criticism at all. It's just, I can't imagine myself shazamming that and thinking, oh, I'm going to get home tonight and listen to <laughs> a bit of shlomo. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. And you're going to see in my... I was going to say, I'm interested to see what you're... Well, my chilled out pick... I think they're quite chilled out tracks, but, like, they are totally not um, that. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good for the listeners. We aren't going to play that six times. So give us your first, then. So I'm going to start with uh, a bit of hip-hop. A track that I really love is... I've got a feeling it's one of the first hip-hop songs I ever heard, and I've got no idea... Well, not ever heard, because obviously you like pick things up when you're growing up. Like, I watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, so obviously I'd heard uh, stuff. That. Yeah. But, like, I think I remember being maybe kind of 12, 13, and no... You sound like Archie. <laughs> Yeah, but twelve or thirteen, <laughs> yeah. but nine or nine yeah. or ten. But I can I can see my old dining room. That's what I'm imagining. And we had like a computer in the corner, like where you had to like wait your turn to get on there, and you'd like download single songs, and they'd take about forty five minutes LimeWire. on LimeWire, and you'd give your computer aids, <laughs> and like it was a nightmare. To hear like thirty seconds of some shit. Yeah, but and I've got no idea where this where I found this track or where I knew that I wanted to get this track but I did and I saw it out and I downloaded it and I really really loved it and I think I had a funny connection with hip hop at that time in, in to me, where to me it was just like there was like five hip hop songs that I really loved and that was it mm-hmm. I didn't even listen to people's albums I didn't listen to I was the same there were like three or four artists I would listen to and, yeah. and only listen to a few of their songs but even this like I know the artist is common. Um, and, like, even now, I still love this song, and I'll still put it on fairly regularly. Um, I don't really know much other common stuff. Like, most of the other common stuff that I know is just him featuring on Kanye West tracks. Like, I've, I've uh, maintained my level of common knowledge that I had when I was <laughs> 12 years old. Common um, knowledge, very good. Yeah, I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> no, I didn't know what you were laughing at. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know where it came from, but I love it. And I think the reason I picked it is because, for me, the beat is, like, super, super chilled out. And although it's maybe not, like, you know, yours, I would say, would go on a chill-out album. I don't know if this would go on a chill-out album. But I... I'm interested with this pick because... There is so much hip hop that I use that I literally just play when I'm in a chill mood. Yeah. And I haven't picked any of that. Yeah. So it basically what it is for me is Sunday afternoon vibes. Like there's something about the beat that says Sunday afternoon. Yeah. The track is a bit Sunday afternoony. And I think I'll just play it and then we'll come back and see what you think. Okay. The perseverance of a rebel, I drop heavier levels, it's unseen or heard. A king with words, can't knock the hustle, but I've seen street dreams deferred. Dark spots in my mind where the scene occurred. Some say I'm too deep, I'm in too deep to sleep. Through me, my 
commonwealth forever speak Greek. Brothers with handshakes on ghetto landscapes, where a man is determined by how much a man makes. Pop cognacs and spit old raps with young cats with cigarettes in their ear. They appear under the fubu is a guru that's untapped. Wanna be in the rat race, but ain't ran one lap. Ran so far from the streets that you can't come back. You tripping with nowhere to unpack. Forgot that. So there we have it. Common Sixth Sense. Thoughts? Is that the first time you heard that song? First time I've heard that song, I absolutely agree that that would also be one of my kind of. I don't even want to say the word chill because. It's, be- it's becoming a drinking game now. Yeah. Many times we say it. <laughs> but um, that would be in my kind of playlist. And it's actually changed my second song. Okay. So, because you listen to that stuff anyway yeah. to relax rather than chill. Yeah, let's say that. Yeah. But I think that makes me think that you're going to like my next pick because I think it's within the same kind of realm as that kind of music. Yeah. So, and you were listening to that at 12 around. Yeah, something like that. Like... Like I say, I, I don't know what it was that brought me into it, but it's just got a, it's just got like a nice, like laid back beat to it, and like it's not, it's, it's not kind of full on mellow music by any always, means. But I always want to say repetitive, but you know that kind of beat yeah. that's like a sample. And repetitive always sound has like negative connotations to it, yeah. and I need to find a word that isn't repetitive. Um, but it it has that aesthetic to it where it's yeah. just kind of it has this constant through it that you can kind yeah. of latch on to yeah that I really like especially in that kind of music that it's, it's almost the same as an instrumental where it's got something that you don't have to really focus on yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah no I know exactly what you're saying and uh, I like that as well and I think it's got a kind of um, uh, sort of familiar familiarity to it in some way like that that sort of I don't even know what necessarily is making that sound like, ding, ding. like it's a sample of something yeah but whatever that like it feels slightly familiar it feels comfortable it feels warm yeah it's uh yeah I love the track and it is like I say a Sunday afternoon yeah definitely like just hanging out at home kind of it's exactly exactly what I intend to do tomorrow is listen yeah. to this kind of stuff yeah it's like my one my one day off in the next four yeah I'm gonna listen to some shit like that nice good pick cheers mate so your second yeah well I originally had uh, Zebra by Beach House um and that is a song that I would would pick but you talking about this kind of hip hop, this hip hop vibe, and um, and then me saying about the kind of songs that I would listen to, in these car journeys and in these evenings in, um, that kind of vibe was often what we would pick. So I had two two decisions. I was either going to go with Mos Def, uh, Miss Fat Booty, which is just a Incredible song, or uh, "Passing Me By" by The Far Side. Okay, which both of these would be in the same thing, and it's literally yeah. just picking one now that oh. I would want to show. May I request the second one just because I know the first one? The Far Side. Yeah. 
I know the most F track. I yeah. don't know the second one, so okay. may I request that we give that a little spin? You may request that we spin that one. So I'll play it for you first. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's passing me by, by the far side. I think um, I didn't know it by name, and I didn't. I'm not gonna make out like I know that track well, but certainly the chorus, the like I know that. Yeah, it's very um, uh, De La Soul, Jurassic Five. Yeah. It, it's it's all everything's in this kind of vicinity within each other. It's that era as well. Like it's yeah. interesting that I think you know both of our choices and also just the kind of hip hop that we think of for this kind of theme um, it's not necessarily contemporary hip hop at all and mm. I think in, in the UK a bit more you've got kind of people like Ghost Poet and things like that who are kind of um, and also young fathers who are keeping some more kind of laid back stuff in there but I feel like maybe American hip hop is less so like yeah. well it has that old school kind of vibe and it has that um, heavy sampled yeah. vibe that I think a lot of people are trying to bring back yeah it's never left it's never left hip hop yeah is it I think I guess in some ways it makes perfect sense in that there is there is a simplicity to these tracks you know there it's kind of a little loop quite Mm. short loop and then not much else on top of it and just like a vocal and then you come into the chorus and like I suppose it was hip hop to keep progressing. They were going to have to, people were going to have to start doing something different. So there's more, maybe modern hip hop is just a bit more complex. And that's why it doesn't kind of lend itself so much to the kind of just chilling out and listening to it. True. Yeah. So I guess we'll move on to your second pick, am I right? Uh, you are right. Good. So my uh, second pick is kind of what I would, for me, was kind of my initial go-to of, like, what is kind of chill-out music, is, like, acoustic stuff, that like, things with that kind of melody, that kind of uh, slower tempo. Your Jose Gonzalez is. Not quite Jose Gonzalez, but for me, anyway. But certainly that's what I was thinking, like, what do I like that is in of that ilk? Um, and there really isn't a lot of it. I thought of maybe playing Villagers, and then I thought... Oh no, that would be a good <laughs> And then I thought, I can't uh, do it justice sat opposite you trying to talk about Villagers because you're such a bigger fan than I am. But it's amazing that I don't think I've ever talked about Villagers on this, on nearly 36, well, on 36 episodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Villagers episode coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, sort of trying to think about that kind of music. Uh, one particular song 
came to mind, and that is by Kurt Vile. Do you know Kurt Vile? Uh, I know the name. I feel like I've heard the name so many times, but I've never really looked into him. Though he's a pretty cool guy. Like long curly hair. He's got kind of slightly baggy jeans. A very kind of uh, nonchalant look about him. Quite yeah. rocky. Um, but he's really, really great. And there's a certain song which was uh, the opening track on 2015's "Believe I'm Going Down." called Pretty Pimpin', which doesn't sound like uh, the kind of title for a song to fit into this. And back to the hip-hop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a not relaxed hip-hop. Like, boom, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, I don't really know why it's called Pretty Pimpin'. Okay. Because, like, it doesn't particularly fit with... Irony somehow? The the lyrical content or the feel or the aesthetic but it's called Pretty Pimpin and I really love it and as far as kind of acoustic kind of music I mean it's not acoustic but like you'll hear what I mean as far as that kind of music goes this is about as far into it as I ever really fall I guess most of the time so I'm going to play it interesting that you don't know it yeah. And we'll we'll go from there. Okay. Is this much like his other stuff? Sort of. Uh, it's kind of a bit lower, lower key than I'm his just other looking, stuff, but yeah. I'm looking at his related artists. Uh, sometimes that says a lot about yeah, that, sometimes it doesn't. So you've got like Real Estate, The War on Drugs, Ty Seagal, um, The OCs. I mean, nothing like The Girls, OCs. Unknown Mortal Orchestra, Parquet Courts. Yeah, so some, like, War on Drugs, I'd say, is a very um, relevant comparison. Right. Um, Girls, you know I love girls. The band, the the TV show, and the gender. gender. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All of the above. But, um, again, a good comparison. Things like the OCs, mental. I mean, just nothing like like the OCs. It's more like the OCs are maybe related to the bands that they're related to. Yeah. Um... But yeah, it's kind of it's it's not untypical of what he does. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to listen to more of his stuff. Yeah, I, I I feel like I've just heard the name so many times, and I've just associated it with things I wouldn't be interested in. Do you know what I think I've associated it with? I you won't know the name for me either, so this is almost a pointless exercise. But uh, he's this acoustic musician, long hair, has. Seems to have been really big, maybe the beginning of this year. Yeah, so I've had a, uh, I've cut, I've done a little cut here. I've looked his name up. James Bay is what I've associated him with. I do not know why. Sometimes you just make these associations yeah. and you're completely wrong all the time. 
but James Bay is who I thought you've probably seen like a um ones to watch in 2015 or whatever yeah. list and James Bay and Kurt Vile have been on it so you've thought they're both it's the same hugely possible <laughs> it'll be something like that because that happens to me all the time yeah. and then I suddenly find out that oh they're great and I've just dismissed them for ages yeah lovely good choice cheers mate Kurt Vile yes not vile at all no quite lovely Kurt lovely <laughs> <laughs> um so my third and final pick uh, is a song that I've had on this podcast before. We did we end up not using that show that um, episode. I hope so. Anyway, um, it is a callous remix of "Late Night" by Foles, and this is one of those songs. You know, you, uh, I've had it recently with the Childish Gambino songs. You know, when you'll hear a song and you'll just constantly repeat it yep. you'll have a song on and you'll just click repeat the second it finishes yep. and it's almost it gets a bit, little bit mad uh, yeah, I know yeah. my housemate certainly hated it I, I do sometimes like I'll walk all the way in from work which is 20 minutes maybe a little bit more Yeah, and I'll realise I've listened to the same song the whole way and think like am I mental <laughs> And then, as you're thinking that you're yeah. clicking yeah. play again play again, again. <laughs> six hours later in bed I've stayed up all night and listened to this <laughs> um, so yeah Corliss is a, a really good um, artist as well I think he's a producer and a DJ and he's got multiple uh, songs that are really good there's um, there's a song he has out called 4D which is um, a really really good song and it was um I remember being quite into him. I think it was maybe when this song came out, um, the Foles remix, and then Bonobo did a um, something online with a record thing where he he could like pick out records that he liked, and he said the callers were like, like the ones to watch for the future, especially in his kind of genre. Okay. And um, I haven't really heard much of them since. I don't think they've actually done a lot, but um, this Foles remix is. Um, it's a weird one because Late Night could also be a pick but this one really it really reaches into that uh, I'm going to say a chill vibe <laughs> and it again ticks all the boxes that you would want so you've got Late Night as a song a great song that you might use in that kind of playlist or whatever but this one really picks out all the best parts of that and um makes them better and this yeah. is like I, there's this weird um, it sounds almost watery back onto the rain theme and it's, it's I'm going to reenact it whoop 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 <laughs> it's this it's this I really hope it's this not that strange like bubbly yeah, sound effects thing. whoop 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 and you'll hear it when when I show it to you um, yeah. in fact we'll, we'll listen to it now okay. and there uh, You'll hear the wob wob wobs. Uh, so not the wob 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 pins and noodles, pins and noodles. <laughs> so this is the callous remix of Late Night by Foles.
wonderful stuff there from Corliss, would you not agree? Yes, I like that. Uh, I remember you playing it before on a deleted episode. Um, I like it. It's good. May I ask you a question? Yeah. When you see that there is a remix of a song that you already love, yeah, the original of, do you... Uh, are you super excited to listen to it, or are you very apprehensive and think, I like the original, what are you doing messing with it? It's a very, very good question. I feel like the majority of the time, I, I'd say the minority, sorry, I enjoy it. Yeah. The majority of the time, I'm either not bothered it completely passes me by without even knowing that there's a remix of it. And yeah, I'm usually not that interested. Unless I see a name that I that I know. Yeah. Uh, that I think might... I think, uh, was it something dinosaurs? To- totally extinct dinosaurs? Yeah. They did like a Foles thing. And I listened to that just because I thought, here's a band that I, I'm interested in. I'll, I'll listen to their remix or whatever. Yeah. But no, I'm not hugely drawn to remixes of things. No. I... When I see, like, online, when you're kind of browsing around, if I see, like, a remix of this, I'll press play because I'm intrigued to know what someone's done with it, but I'm doing v- so very much with an expression on my face which already says, I'm not going to like this. Yeah. I'm like that. I often you know... You can't see this, listeners, but I'm doing a face where I'm just like... No. Yeah, it's a kind of... Uh, I bit of a scrunched lip, up yeah, little upside-down smile. Bit... Lips kind of... Yeah. to get... Um... <laughs> I would say I often can know straight away after listening to a few seconds of a remix whether I know if I'm going to like it or not because yeah. I'll understand that there's a certain way a remix can go whether they try to kind of redo the song yeah. or or kind of put the song into a different genre or vibe or whatever yeah. and it will and it just won't fit straight away and I'll often probably wrongly just completely write it off yeah um, but I've never been proved wrong because I've never listened to it fully <laughs> so <laughs> I wouldn't know yeah but yeah the majority of the time I think I kind of leave remixes alone because there, there's a lot of uh, Maccabees remixes I think that mm. I I haven't gone to at all because I don't want anyone to tarnish that no that's the thing like it I get that some people, for some people, it's like it's totally exhilarating for them to see uh, other people kind of exploring the directions that the original piece of music could be taken down, and that's kind of really exciting for them. Mm. That's kind of everything they love about music. It's like you get the you get the kind of base elements, and then other creatives kind of pull it in all different directions. I understand exactly why people would find that exciting, but just like you with the Maccabees and me, when I see this stuff, like I kind of think they already smashed it. Like, leave it alone. It was good. Yeah. Stop making it a dance song. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I think, like I've said before, the word remix almost has a negative aspect to it because... um, it usually does mean somebody takes a song and puts a big beat on it to make it yeah. a dance song. That that often sometimes is what a remix is. Like, is it not? 
I don't know. Not not all the time. No, They're not all the time. But that's yeah. what um, that's sometimes just what I think when I yeah. see the word remix. I know. I agree. But yeah, just interesting to know that we're both in the same boat. I suppose it yeah. it would come. I think generally with um, uh, you know people who like, like not necessarily like dance music, but like I suppose like the kind of music that gets played in clubs, like club culture. People who are into yeah. that kind of stuff. I think. They're more uh, predisposed to enjoy remixes. Yes. Right, so was that three picks? That's three picks for me. Three very good picks, Harry. Thank you. I'm going to say well done. I would like to know, audience, are you chill? Well, prepare to be a bit more chill. (laughs) Because I've got one more. (laughs) Good. So... uh, when I, again, was kind of thinking, what the hell relaxed music do I like? <laughs> um, one of, I think, the bands, and I'm going bands this time, um, that have kind of, I guess, made the slower music their own and still kept a very uh, reputable Reputable reputation, like a good reputation. I really want you to say a band that I'm thinking of right now, and I don't think it will be. But so basically, what I'm trying to say is like a really credible band who have done the kind of slower music, and a band that a lot of people I know absolutely love. Yeah, were the first one of the first things that came to my mind, and they are Fleet Foxes. Right. Okay. I'm I'm more glad that you said Fleet Foxes. I thought you were going to say the XX. No. I mean, the XX would have been... Uh, yeah, I was thinking I, they would I don't know why that uh, uh, passed me by. But I, Fleet I, I Fox is one of my favourites. Yeah. Really, really great. Um, and again, it's not really my thing. Um, no, it isn't. I wouldn't have ever put it down. But, like, yeah. I think... I think the thing is, it is a bit like what we were talking about hip-hop earlier and people who don't kind of um, engage with it. As a music fan, I like anything done really well. And mm. I don't think anyone... Sorry, I don't think anyone could dispute that uh, Fleet Foxes do what they do really, really well. These are just facts. Yeah, I'm not actually going to play Fleet Foxes. I'm going to play uh, Father John Misty, who is a member of Fleet Foxes. Is he? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Firstly, I'm sad that you're not playing Fleet Foxes, but secondly, I'm now excited that I did not know that. Yeah, so... What did he do? Do you know what he did for Fleet Foxes? Give me one moment and I'll be able to tell you. This is from the reputable source Wikipedia, but I'm going to trust it. In 2008, Tillman, who is Father John Misty, uh, joined Seattle folk rock band Fleet Foxes as their drummer. Okay. After extensive touring with Fleet Foxes, promoting their album Helplessness Blues, Tillman played his final show with the band in Tokyo on January the 20th, 2012. 2012, okay. So he spent four years in Fleet Foxes. Um, oh. And he's a bit of a divisive character, his old father. Don't John. know much about him. He rubs a lot of people up the wrong way. I think has one of those senses of humour where... Uh, you find it offensive. He takes himself quite seriously, I think. So he's often kind of... I think slightly in jest, but slightly rudely, uh, shoots people's questions down as being stupid or 
uh, it feels like he's a little bit above the press thing. A hard one to interview. Yeah. I don't, you would have, not like him on the tracks then? One of... No. I mean, I'm a huge fan of virtually everything he's ever done. I have no desire to interview him whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> one of the most excruciating pieces of radio. Fortunately, it probably wouldn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> one of the most excruciating pieces of radio I've ever listened to was when he was on Redcliffe and McClony on Six Music and it really? just went So regardless to of um, how good the people are interviewing him, how much oh, yeah, they, they like They are all pros and they and love stuff. Father John Misty as well. They play him all the time, but it just was hideously horrible. Do you know why? What was so awkward about it? I'll have to find it for you and play it to you later. I can't remember what it was that set him off the wrong way, but it just all was horrible. And they joked about it for weeks afterwards, about how horrible it was. <laughs> Everyone just felt uncomfortable. It was horrible, horrible, horrible. Christ. Um, but yeah, he's been doing this solo project for a number of years now. Um, and I've kind of uh, listened to all of it and really, really enjoyed it. But the album I've loved most was called I Love You, Honey Bear. And it came out in 2015. <laughs> I love you, honey bear. <laughs> it's such a brilliantly... Um, silly name and there's like a lot of a lot of the song names are equally odd and like it's just it exists in its own funny little world it, it I mean this is particularly influenced by the second song uh, Chateau Lobby Lobby number four Chateau Lobby <laughs> Chateau <laughs> Lobby number four which is Chateau. so Wes Anderson it's unbelievable but the yeah, whole it sounds like it yeah but and maybe I'll maybe I'll just play a tiny little bit so you can hear how Wes Anderson it is. But the whole album is very that kind of thing, in just that it's just its own An oddity, odd little yeah. thing. And the fact that he's called Father John Misty, or he's called himself Father John Misty, like yeah. it's all just weird. Um, but that album in particular, I really, really love. Uh, the song I want to play is the song that follows Chateau Lobby no, Lobby <laughs> Chateau Lobby <laughs> stop trying to say it French <laughs> Chateau Lobby <laughs> Chateau Lobby <laughs> it's good because I, I do have something I want to say after this so okay. I'm interested yeah so the song that follows that one is called True Affection which is the song that I want to play because it's my favourite song on the album and um, maybe like a little bit kind of I don't know people it's certainly got a slower tempo and it is quite a relaxed song but yeah. it's got a sort of sense of brooding I guess that like it kind of you feel a little energy kind of under the surface that maybe some people wouldn't find it very relaxing at all they actually find it like a bit I don't know anxiety inducing yeah. who knows well not anxiety but you'll hear I think you'll I hear what that. I mean yeah. like there's kind of there's a kind of discontent or something under it I don't know. I don't quite know how to describe what that feeling I get from it is. But for me, this is a very Sunday afternoon album again. Okay. I love it. So Let's give it a while then. I'm going to play a little bit of Chateau Lobby number four, just so you can hear how Wes Anderson is. And then we're going to go into True Affection. Okay. Done. 
left off before we came to this song with the the notion that it might be a little anxiety inducing and I am very much on board with that I do not find that chill I find that it was more the point not like not obnoxious in a bad way it's and like really um, kind of clinical just because of the sound the beep sounds and the and I found it a li- maybe it's because you told me it might be like that <laughs> yeah. but I, I found it a it little got you on edge that feeling where you, your kind of shoulders rise up and you, you and you just feel a bit yeah yeah on edge yeah you're literally like <laughs> scratching your hands and like <laughs> yeah like, he's ready to walk out I feel a bit antsy my point was not necessarily that that is a um, chilled out track that this album for me yeah. is a go to is that first song as well from the album that was song two and song three because that second song was uh, very much I very much enjoyed that one the second one yeah yeah. no sorry the, the one that you played first yeah yeah. that was more Fleet Foxes as you said while yeah. you were listening to it and so therefore as you're a Fleet Foxes fan maybe more kind of up your strasse <laughs> <laughs> For some of you are like European Pistraza. <laughs> no, but I, I um, I'm definitely going to give him more of a a go. Yeah, because I feel like I've kind of left him left him alone for quite a while now. Yeah, I've heard his name everywhere. Yeah, you'll like him because he's just an unusual character, and like I said, you know. Take away his media presence. Just the music he makes is varied and unusual and interesting. And I, so I might not have ended on for you the most relaxing track, but I'll tell you what, if you want a relaxing album, go listen to that. I will. Nice. So that brings us to the end of another brilliant episode. Yep. Smash it again. <laughs> of course, we always <laughs> smash it. <laughs> Just need to check with you that we have done it again. I mean, because it's becoming so regular at the moment. I just, I can't believe it myself. I just need like a bit of reassurance that we have been backed. Oh dear. We did. Um, so all that is left to do is thank you, Harry. Thank for you, Tim. Joining me on my podcast. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you introduced this one, so. Uh, if anything, it's vice versa this mm. week. Um, but thank you, the listeners, for joining us. Remind you that you can find us on Twitter at Trackshow, forward slash Trackshow on Facebook, forward slash Trackshow on Instagram. We're on Spotify at Trackshow Music. Uh, we have a website, which I religiously keep up to date every single week, so you really should... Check that one out. It's uh, www.trackshow.co.uk. Um, and I think that's pretty much everywhere we are, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's the big one. If you want up. to, let us know your uh, your chill playlist. Yeah. That'd be pretty chill if you mm. did that, actually. Do you know what would also be pretty chill? Is if you went to iTunes and reviewed the show. That would be so chill. <laughs> be chill, man. Oh, man. Uh, so, we're going to... Say, yeah, a final thank you, a final goodbye, and we're gonna take you out with some real chill. Some real chill. The track is real chill. It's Ray Strong and Kodak Black. It's real chill. It is real chill. I've been Tim. I have been Harry. 
This has been Tracks. You have listened. And we love you for it. See you next week. See you next week. My homie's the real deal. We're smoking that kill chill. She's shaking. You feel real. The paper flowing still. Now that big one wanna chill. Damn, the shit stay chill. My homie the real deal, that big watch on, feel like Ben 10. Uh, Hell yeah, nigga Slim Jim in this motherfucker with a big grip. Bitch, Woo. nigga get a grip, I can't get a grip, made them bitches flip. Woo. Walk in, throwing a cast like Nerf. Girl, you better put that ass to work. Yeah. Can a nigga hold the cam like Kirk? Yeah. Big diamonds in my mouth when I burp. What? Big rims when I skirt. skirt. Whoa. Whoa. Leave my prints in the dirt. Yeah. Leave them broke niggas hurt. Uh. I'm that nigga, fuck you hurt. Uh. A young nigga so superb. What? I'm cool hurt, throw the earth. Swear. Yeah, Frank Lucas with a grill. grill. All these hoes wanna chill. Ew. Must have seen a nigga skills. Yeah. Pockets fat, Uncle Phil. Uncle Phil? Girls, I mean like we will. All the ladies love Jim. Hey, hey, hey. For real. My homie's the real deal. You smoking that kill chill. She shaking. It feel real. The paper flowing still. Now that bitch wanna chill. Damn, the shit stay chill. Go. My homie's the real deal. Smoking that kill chill. Okay. She's shaking. Yeah. You feel real.